It's not my song! Yeah! That's right. Check yourself. It's the Five Tool Podcast. Before you wreck yourself. Ice Cube, you good? <laughs> Killer Kyle, you good? No, you guys suck. I, I had one request... To play one song for the opener, you, you guys have 55 minutes afterwards, and you can't even do that for me. I am not the producer. Seamus, you good? I am very good. Whatever. Are you outraged too, Seamus, that we're not playing Huey Lewis? I like Huey. We know. <laughs> Black Josh, you good? I'm good. Is Huey Lewis a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer? No, he's not, unfortunately. Did you know that next... He deserves to be. As of this year, Blink-182 will be up for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. Isn't that lame? I don't think they'll get nominated, though. Yeah, they will. Before Pat Benatar. For sure. They sold a lot of records. Uh, she's already been nominated. She just hasn't made it in. I'm pretty sure Blink-182 sold more records than Pat Benatar. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Now he's outraged. That's it. No. He's like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> now he's outraged. Welcome back to the Five Tool Podcast. Hey, if you haven't heard Saturday's show, please go check it out. We had a special guest in Mike Wicket from Mike Wicket Podcast on. We had a very wiki, wiki, wiki. That's right. We had WikiLeaks. It was a very interesting and very in-depth, very informative conversation, and we were, we had a great pleasure of having him on the show. So. Please check it out, and also you can check me out this Monday on The Butcher. I'll be on the Sold Out Podcast with my buddy Jordan. Um, so if you want to check that out as well, that should be a good time. Rob, who, who's, uh, what Jordan? His name's Jordan Schultz. you remember him? I know him, yeah. yeah. From Hartford High School, yeah. He's doing his own podcast. He lives in Racine. And Is it Racine or Racine? I say Racine. It's both. You can say whatever. All right, yeah, so he, yeah, he does a show out like Tuesday mornings, but I'm going out there on Monday because I have off work. But from it's like a four-hour show, and yeah, he's going to have me on it. I'm not sure what we're all talking about, but life and podcasts and love and probably not a whole lot of baseball. I like Jordan. Yeah, he's yeah good. Yeah, he's a good man. I, him and his brother TJ, good friends with them growing up. And oh yeah, yeah, should be a good good old time. Sold out podcast coming Monday. Straight at you. Do you remember Matt Shear? Uh, yeah, so, actually, his, um, his mom or stepmom works at the funeral home that my, that had my dad, or hosted my dad's funeral. Yeah, he was on the show, Matt Shear was on the show this last Monday, or Tuesday. What did he have to talk about? I don't know, I didn't listen to it yet. Well, he seems to be doing good, he's got a, oh, <laughs> uh, family, good wife. Good. I remember, I remember, uh, why, what is so fucking funny? We're not talking at all about sports right now. <laughs> Who cares? So Jordan used to have, like, killer rock parties. Like, he'd rock out in his garage. I know, I used to play at those and have fun at those myself. I, I'm pretty sure I was, uh, I was pretty lit. 
every time I was there. It was so lit at those shows. I remember those. They had the we half were pipe. probably like drinking together and just don't remember. Remember they had a half pipe in the back backyard for skateboarding and shit. I nope. do. Yeah, I do. That Same was time. the that was the spot. It's now a landscaping place. That old house. Yuck. There's a kid. kid there's a kid in the neighborhood I grew up in years and years ago. Had a half pipe in his in his backyard. People don't thing do was that. fucking huge. People don't do that anymore. It's kind of lame. No, they don't. Everybody, get back into skateboarding, all right? Get off your phones. Get off the video games. Get on a fucking skateboard. Five Tool Podcast. All right, so what do you guys think? We just heard Adam Schefter broke the news that the NFL is planning on, with the new CBA this year, expanding the NFL playoffs. They're trying to copy Rob Anthony. broke, don't fix it. Hey. It's not just the playoffs now. Seventeen uh, game season is going to start in twenty twenty one. Called it. Jason Lockhamforia or whatever his name is from CBS just uh, tweeted it. Are they so. going to add a bye week? I'm not sure how this is all going to play out. Uh, I, this is just breaking literally tonight. So I feel like they should either, uh, you know, have less preseason games or have an extra bye week. What do you guys think? Number one on the expanded season and number two on the expanded playoffs. Let's start with you, Kyle. Oh, man. I'm reading this article right now. Um, I I don't... Shorten the preseason to three games. I thought it already was three. No? No, it's four. It's four. I like the idea of a 17-game season and cutting out a preseason game. I think... uh, that extra, that's an, an extra week of exciting football compared to boring football. Like so now, I'm yeah. down I'm down for that. Um, the 17 playoff thing is is a joke. I, I don't like it at all. We were talking before we, we uh, got on air here. The Steelers and the Rams would have been the 17 if that would have happened this last season. And the Steelers had Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph, Rudolph the racist, um, they, they were a terrible team. They did not deserve to make the playoffs. So, I, I'm on. I'm not liking this. That's my initial reaction. I, you know, time will tell if this grows on me or not. But you know, as of right now, the playoff thing sounds ridiculous. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But the 17 game season, I'm down for. I'm actually kind of down for both, but I also have reasons why I don't like both. So that. The extra playoff is it's kind of weird just because there's already bad teams that make it. Like, the gap between good teams and bad teams in football is already so wide that there's always garbage teams that make it. But it makes for more interesting football. You know, it makes it, it, makes it fun. This, the only thing I don't like about the 17 weeks is now, every time you make a change like this to the season, like, it, it fucks up the record book. So now a 5,000-yard passer isn't going to be as extraordinary because he has an extra game to do it. You know what I mean? True. Like the, if you, so now it's going to be uh, the fifty touchdown mark isn't going to be as great because you have another game to reach it. So like the guys who have got it in the past, like Pat Mahomes, it's not as it's going to be skewed. The record books are not going to be skewed once again, just like when it from when it went from fourteen games to sixteen games. Uh, Seamus, what do you think of the the expansion? I like the uh, extra week in the regular season, but I I. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Playoffs. I, well, no. I said the same thing. <laughs> well, I, I you said that first. We, we both said it before we went on air. I think Jay said it first. 
But no, I, I just, I don't... I'm I don't, copywriting this. I said it. Good luck with that. It's sexy. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't like it. Well, you, I don't like the, uh, the extra team. Well, because, I mean, it's, except for, except for Tennessee this year. The last couple of years in the playoffs, you know, you, you looked at the lower seeded teams and it was like, you knew which team that made the playoff was going to be the first one to get bounced. You know, you knew those lower seeded teams weren't going to cut it. And in 2011, you had the Packers that ran their number six seed all the way to the to the Lombardi, and then you had Tennessee make their run last year. But you know, other than that, you 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 know that the bad teams that are aren't go anywhere. So now, what are you going to do? You're just going to take two more bad teams and say, "Oh yeah, easy easy pickings for the top seed teams." I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a contradictory statement to say you don't like the extra playoff, but you do like the extra season. I think just because, like, wouldn't you rather have an extra week of meaningful football if you're going to add an extra week of what could be half of it meaningless football? Nobody? I don't look at a 17th game as not being meaningless. I mean... It'll be meaningless for more than uh, half the teams. Yeah. Potentially. Honestly, the the big if they're going to make any changes to the NFL, I want them to do away with the tie. Yeah, seriously. Why are we still having ties in sports? That's the dumbest oh, thing. Oh, I love it. What? Come on. No, that's lame. Yeah. No, play until you have a fucking winner. Yes. Even the even your XFL has a sudden death, don't they? No, the tie is great. I I mean, you've you've got multiple overtimes (laughs) in basketball. You've got extra innings in baseball. You've got... I'm just being a jerk. (laughs) A single overtime in hockey, and if it remains tied at the end of the overtime in hockey, you got a shootout. Ties are great. They're great for America. And, who, and everybody loves to wear a tie when they dress up. I mean, ties are just a part of culture. Now, do you go bow ties? Well, the ties in your fashion, but not in bow sports. Bow ties, double Windsor, not ties. Polo ties. Clay Matthews blown, uh, uh, roughing the passer tie. It's good. Hey, that Minnesota game where Clay Matthews got the the bullshit call of uh, roughing the passer. We could have lost that game. We got a tie instead. I'll take a tie over a loss any day of the week. I won. There's no honor in a tie. Black Josh, your thoughts on the expansion? Plenty of honor. Stop um, it. I, I like the loss of a preseason game because I think they're stupid. Yeah, preseason sucks. And I don't. Most of the time, I don't even watch it. I think Kyle likes preseason, I bet. No, I hate it. <laughs> Go on, Josh. Um, I like so, going to games, though. So I like the. I like the extra regular season game, and the playoff thing. I don't, whatever. I don't fucking care. It's another week of meaningful football. It, it all it is. It's just a way for teams to make more money. Yeah. Because now their team's going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, it's just like we were talking. That's about, all it is. Yeah, it's just like we were talking about with the baseball thing, doing the same same sort of scenario where they're going to add, but 
Yeah, it's just a, it's just a scheme to make your team relevant. Yeah. But it's gonna make it's gonna extend football a week, and we're all gonna enjoy it. We're all gonna watch it regardless. Nobody watches preseason, but we get an extra week of regular season, and some extra games for the play. Like we had a great wild card weekend this year. It was so good. Like the Bills, granted, like they didn't have a place there, but like they had a great season and they were fucking awesome and they they put a good show on and it was a it was the best wild card weekend I remember in a long time. So yeah, so granted. So granted, some shit teams like the Rams and the fucking Steelers are going to make it without Ben Roethlisberger, but I'm, I guess I'm yeah, for it. They're probably going to lose anyways. I, I guess I'm more for more playoffs in football than I am in baseball, just because, I don't know, I think it's it's exciting. And might as well. Yeah. I'm surprised they're, they're, they're not putting another bye week in there, though. I'm surprised the players are going to negotiate this. And maybe, well, because it's not official yet. Yeah, it has to go through the CBA negotiations and all that. So the players, from, from the article I read, it said that they were looking at next week as a for a final answer. So they're going to have the vote, I guess. So so everybody stay tuned. Uh, we could have expanded football this year. It's going to go probably into mid-February now or something. Or the, maybe the season's going to start earlier. I don't think they're going to expand the season. Didn't say anything about it. An extra week? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're removing a preseason game. So yeah. instead of having the fourth preseason game, you're just going to have your first regular season game. Yeah, I, I, but that's the season starting earlier. Well, yeah, but it doesn't, it's not going to extend the actual regular football. Yeah, but to me, football starts in September when the first regular season games start, not in August. So there'll be, there'll be regular season football in August, I assume. Well, yeah, but it's not going to change when it ends. Like, the Super Bowl's not going to be. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know what, you guys, Josh is always right. What do you think? Stupid. <laughs> Some people are just upset because they didn't hear their stupid song, that's all. Moving on. <laughs> that That is bullshit. I am pissed over that still. You'll get over it. Hey, you guys. How do you, li- how do you like to party? What party? How do you like to party? With a good book. <laughs> That's a good answer. But I like to party like a Brock star. You know what that means? Brock Holt is with the Brewers. There's my segue for you. Party like a Brock. That's what I was going for. In a surprise move. Just when I'm out, they pull me back That's in. right. That's all it took. Seamus is now a baseball fan again. I read poetry. I read poetry on air for you. And all it took was the Brewers signing Brock Holt on a one-year deal. So, I would have liked the deal to have been a little bit longer. Yeah, it was one year, but was there option? Was it's, there... An op- it's an option for a second year. Oh, yeah, they'll get him. But with, with, Brock being, with Brock being 31 years old, he's a two-year deal would have been good. Yeah, the Brewers don't this like... Guy, this is a big, big pickup for the Brewers. So yeah, in a surprise move Tuesday night, the Brewers signed Brock Holt. Seven seasons with the Red Sox. He was an all-star in 2015. He's a lefty batter. That's a plus. He's obviously the utility player. He is the only player in Major League Baseball history. Seamus, can you finish that quote? To hit 
for the cycle in the postseason. That is right. In a 16-1 Game 3 of the ALDS versus the Yankees in 2018, Brock Holt became the I only... I watched it. It was beautiful. That was a great, a great blowout game, just to watch the Yankees get raped like that. So in 2019, last year, he hit a, for a 297 average, a 771 OPS in 87 games. He missed two months for a scratch cornea and a shoulder impingment. He's a career 271 batter. He's played every position in baseball except for pitcher and catcher. And he adds to our depth for utility players, uh, other ones being Sogard, Ryan Healy, Jed Jerko, and Urias. So what do you guys think? Holt, obviously Seamus is excited. Tell us. Oh, I I just, I like this, I like this signing for multiple reasons. A, you know, like I had said to you, Butcher, when the news broke, before it became official. Brock Holt is a super utility, the likes of which the Brewers haven't seen since Billy Hall, and in my opinion, Brock Holt is exponentially better than Bill Hall. Um, you can stick him anywhere. He he is a great defender. He's got great range. He's, he's got wheels. He's good with the bat. More importantly, he is also a clubhouse presence that is going to pick up some of that slack after losing Moose last year. You know, great clubhouse guy, great community guy. I had posted on the Five Tool page a, uh, I, I copied a link from Twitter and it includes a video and my caption on it was, this is the kind of person the Brewers are getting in Brock Holt. And for all the listeners, for all the fans of the page, if you haven't watched that video, give it a view. It's it's very, very touching. Brock Holt, when he was in Boston, was very, very involved with Dana-Farber Cancer Research. He was also very involved with the Jimmy Fund for childhood ailments. Um, community guy, clubhouse guy, all around likable. His kid is an absolute star in and of himself and I just this this gives the crew so many options they are improved just by this one signing in my opinion because of how versatile Brock Holt is. And they're improved in the sense that you're going to watch baseball this year right? Uh, it's it's I I will I will check out a few ball games to see Brock Holt. I, uh, I was oh curious. my god! I was curious to see what number he was going to wear because Justin Smoke took number twelve and he wore twelve in Boston. And looking at the retro high school yearbook photos that they posted today, looks like Brock Holt's going to be wearing number thirty-two. That's that's a little interesting for me. I figured he would have picked something a little bit lower. To see if I'm going to see if there's a meaning behind it, but. That picture of, of Brock Holt, he looks good in a Brewer uniform. Killer Kyle, your take on Seamus watching baseball this season? Yeah, it's, it's he's such a hypocrite. I mean, <laughs> like, you were, Seamus, you were so passionate, what, two weeks ago, not even? I'm never, I'm not going to watch a single game of baseball. And we gave you shit, and you're like, nope, watch. You just wait. I deleted my MLB account. And you sent me a picture of it. Which I did. <laughs> now I'm going to have to fucking open it up all over again. All right. And I'm, yeah. still not, I'm still not giving the Red Sox a fucking dime. Uh, you should keep your password so I can still watch then if you're coming back. 
Yeah, because no, you could buy yourself this year. <laughs> What'd you say, Kyle? Rob? Not that's another story. Rob not having internet, not bootlegging apps, and I, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> hey, Brock Holt. Um, yeah, great, cool. I'm not as excited as Seamus. It sounds like Seamus wants to have sex with him. He's he a, is so excited. He's a fan favorite, Brock Holt. <laughs> And he is kind of hunky and dreamy. Whatever. Um, so we have, I mean, it's cool. It's a cool signing. It's great. But we have, you know, I, I need to see how this is going to gel. We got that Jed Jerko, Eric Sogard, Brock Holt, Justin Smoke in the infield, which to me are a bunch of uh, average utility guys. Nothing spectacular. Oh, okay. What? What? I, am I wrong? What was, what's Brock Holt's, uh, what did he do last season? Nine, nine, 297 batting average. Yep. And he missed half the season due to injury. He missed two months. Of, he had 297. That's a very respect. That's about as close to av- hitting for average as you can. As a career, he's only a 271 hitter. Shay, I mean, Kyle, you make some points. He's not, he's not a game changer. Well, he can be a game changer. But he's not. Yes, he can. But he's not the type of guy to go out there every day and you know bat two for two for three, two for four either. Listen, is is he gonna put us over five hundred this year? Just him alone? Because well, I think the Brewers will be over. I think the Brewers will be over five hundred regardless. Well, every projection I'm seeing is the Brewers are somewhere between seventy and eighty wins. Those proje- I really don't buy the projections on the Brewers this season. And we'll I'm not the Brewers have, the Brewers have ex- they've exceeded projections the last three years. And just for the fact that, like, I- I'm sure Lorenzo Cain's going to have a bounce back here. Narvaez is going to be a slugger behind the plate. Our first base is Ryan Braun and Justin Smoke. Like, there's a lot to look at. We have depth. So if one guy goes out, yeah, you're not... We don't have the best starting lineup, but you're going to have a guy go down and have a very serviceable replacement to take care of it. You're right. I, I, I'm not arguing that. I just, I, I'm glad to see that they're still picking up guys and still trying to put some pieces together. Um, it's not sexy. Uh, well, yeah, I wouldn't say it's not sexy. It, it doesn't give me a boner per se, but I mean, I don't know. I. I, I am excited for the Brewers' season this year. I, I really hope they do good because uh, the whole goal, aside from making the postseason, is keeping Christian Yelich happy and figuring out a way to keep him in Milwaukee. Um, and I think if we can keep this winning streak, three straight postseasons, I believe, for the Brewers. If we make it this year, yeah. There it is. It will be three. That's right. Yeah, last year was the second. So, I mean, that, that and that's never been done in franchise history from what I've heard. You're right. Um, You're so correct. That, you know, getting a winning season, hopefully getting into the postseason, hopefully that will be a big statement for the for the Brewers in, in selling Christian Yelich into staying here. Uh, you know, Brock Holt, he has, you know, some veteran um, leadership. He's been in the big games. 
Um, those kind He's of got guys. Two rings. Yes, and and that is very nice to have in the clubhouse. A guy that's been there and that's won it. So I like that angle. I I do think he'll he'll help. Um, I I just I I'm really I'm very 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 interested to see what a what the starting lineup will look on opening day for the Brewers. And that's something we will for sure talk about this Saturday with Eric Gagne from the Miller Park Minute. I want to do starting lineups because I have a, I think I know what it's going to be. I think I know what our rotation is going to be, but we'll see what happens come spring training. Uh, Black Josh, I want to get your thoughts. What do you think of the old Brock Holt signing? Oh, in general, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not against it. That's for sure. Looking at his stats, the last two years he's done pretty fucking good. I mean, he ain't a dinger hitter, but... No, he does right. not hit home runs. We've got 22 for his career. He is not a basher. 23 for his career. 23 for his career, yeah. Oh! <laughs> I mean, and maybe, My one maybe concern. In Miller Park, you never know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He might change his launch angle, too. I mean, that's that's so, what it takes him, basically. Fenway's a small ballpark, boys. Yeah, it is. High left field wall, though. we got to get over that. Oh, yeah, come that's on. true, too. Come on. you got to get over the left field wall. you got to get over What's the that? wall. It's hard to get over yeah, the left wall. Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> I mean, that's... What is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the Green Monster's 37 feet high, so, I mean, it it's not easy to get over that thing. It's not sexy. I mean, unless, unless your man, your Ramirez on juice, or David Ortiz, you know, being Superman. Poppy. David Ortiz was not, no, he was on steroids, too. Has not been proven. Yeah, but he did fail a piss test. Look it up. Ooh. But it was not for a banned substance. We'll do the David Ortiz steroid talk another time. Yeah, what, what, wait, what was that thing that you were uncomfortable with about the Brockholt signing? I want to hear it, Seamus. The, the, the thing that concerns me about the Brockholt signing, because of how versatile he is, is an... Based on how he performed at the end of his tenure, the first time he was with the crew, there's a part of me that wonders if this means nerd power could be expendable again in the Brewers lineup. I thought you were talking about Hull. You were talking about you were talking about Sogard. Yeah. Oh, nobody wants. I mean, Sogard he's anyway. improved. He's improved his game since he left here, but I don't know if he improved it enough. To where he's going to be able to beat out Brock Holt for playing time. Yeah. If Brock Holt's not starting. I would rather have Brock Holt than Eric Sogard 10 days out of the week. Yeah. So Agreed. I could care less. But I don't so, think yeah, I, Sogard has no options, though, I don't think. Yeah, but I think I think this makes Sogard expendable. Yeah. And out of could, all of the utility guys that we have, he has now become the most expendable. I think Jerko actually might be more so, just because his Sogard's at least had some recent, you know, good. I mean, last year he was good with Tampa Bay and with Toronto, whereas Jerko hasn't had a good season in a couple of years. I feel like, you know, I don't even know if Jerko makes the opening day roster. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah, third base is very intriguing. Yeah, you know, it, it, it right now. Right now, I'm saying third base is Brock Holtz to lose. But I don't think he's going to start every game. 
I don't see Brock Hart, Brock Holt starting every game with the Brewers. I see him being moved around first base, second base, you know, when needed, and then and then third. What what's what was Jerko's last season, Black Josh? Uh, one thirty nine batting average. <laughs> <laughs> he only played in twenty four games. Yeah, but so the last time he had a significant year where he played a decent amount of games was two thousand eighteen. And he hit two sixty two that year. Yeah, I, I feel like it's. I feel like Jerko is the kind of the guy on the on the fence right now. I think Sogard's probably going to start at third base opening day, but I could see Ryan Healy making a push to make that his position this season. But so we got we got four guys in the running for third. There's so- Eric Sogard, Ryan Healy, Jed Jerko, and yeah, Brock Holt. But I really think Brock Holt's just going to be a utility man. Mike, I see Brock Holt in the starting nine on opening day. Maybe on opening Who day, is, but they're going to need to move him around. Is he our new Tyler Saladino? Yeah, Saladino or Aaron Perez. Yeah, he's that guy who's going to be used anywhere. I'll take Brock Holt over Hernan Perez any day. Yeah. Oh, he is an upgrade from Perez. Definitely. Is, do you think Perez will make the Cubs opening day roster? No. I don't think so. Unless he sing, unless he significantly improves his batting, but I just don't see it happening. Unless he Javi Baez gets hit by an L train. He was the Cubs' big pickup of the offseason. Yeah, they didn't do any moving around at all. They did nothing. I think they didn't they, upgrade anything. They added some bullpen arms. I mean, like Jeremy Jeffress, who also probably won't make their roster. <laughs> oh, gosh. He's bringing his taco truck with him. Yeah, bringing his taco. He's DJing too, right? Yeah. You guys hear about that? Ooh. Uh, Raise the roof. <laughs> Jeremy Jeffers is DJing as well. Not a big deal. That that concludes our Jeremy Jeffers coverage for the season until he's on the podcast. Beautiful. So, so on a day where they don't have him slotted in the bullpen, you know, on, on when on his rest days. He's going to be spinning the ones and twos in the clubhouse after the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm probably selling hash, too. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Next topic. You know, I just gotta, I just got to bring this up. I feel very uncomfortable not talking about sign-stealing in this episode, but I don't plan on, plan on bringing it up at all. Sorry. I'm disappointed. We could. So, Christian Yelich. We never, we never played the clip. Of the Astros owner just like being a total hypocrite on my tripping over his own mouse. Yes, it oh my gosh, it was so funny. Yeah, we, we oh, didn't, I didn't say that. Yeah, we did allude to it, but yeah, we didn't actually play the clip. You're right, you're right. If you want to reenact it for us, I'll be the reporter, you be you be the owner, Jim Crane. Hey, Jim. Didn't you say that the sign stealing didn't help your team win? No, no, no. You got to go back to yeah. when he was talking about the Yankees. Right. Or when the reporter asked him about the Yankees. Hey, and Jim Crane, what about the Yankees? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> well, you know, Mr. Reporter, we, you know, the Yankees, we don't, we don't feel like that. Our incidents affected the Yankees or any other team in baseball in that way. 
Just plain and simple. But Jim Crane, you really don't think that that this this sign stealing helped your team at all? No, I I didn't. I never said that we didn't affect anybody. And scene. Well done. <laughs> That's how it went. Yeah, and much. it was literally that that close of a gap. Like that was the previous question. Yeah. <laughs> Well, with, in reality, though, in that series in particular, like the Yankees could not hit the fucking ball, so it really was the Yankees' series to lose. You know who I would hate to be right now is Rob Manfred. Yeah, he's he's, he's getting in, all the smoke. He's in a bad spot, man. LeBron James, do you guys see this LeBron James tweet? Yeah, he's yeah he's pissed too. He said he he needs to listen to his players. He didn't even know the commissioner's name. Yeah, and he said <laughs> he said court, not field, in this quote as well. He did. It was it was, and he had a super long hashtag at the end of his tweet. I can't remember what it was, but it was like too long. Didn't read. It was it was hilarious. LeBron, LeBron James, King James, LeBron Jabron Lames. Oh, whatever. Whoa, 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 same as what do you have against LeBron? <laughs> whoa. What do you have against LeBron? It's nothing against him. I just, I, I heard that on a broadcast somewhere, and, I mean, Butcher will tell you, I've been I've been using that to refer to LeBron for years. No, you really have. It's nothing against, it's nothing against him. It's I heard it in a broadcast, and I was I don't think like, you like oh, him. Wow. I don't think you like him. Just I like, like him. I, I, I referred to, I heard Bob and Brian say years ago, um, Sarica Jessica Parker instead of Sarah Jessica Parker. Shut up, Bob and Brian in the morning, son. One o two is it? One o two nine? The Hog still? Yes, I yeah. mean, I grew up with it being laser, but it's the worst. Shout station. out the Hog. It's the worst station on the radio. Don't ever come on our show, Bob and Brian. We hate you. Yeah, we don't want those old farts. It's terrible. The worst radio show in Milwaukee. Fucking hey, boomers. Black Josh, why don't you like LeBron? I don't know. I just don't like him. All right, that's fair. That's the best criticism I've heard of LeBron James yet. Nobody has any reason to hate him. I don't. I don't I'm not saying I hate him. I just don't care for him. You don't want to hate I, him? No. Hey, let me just let me just put it out like this. Uh, LeBron James has done so many great things for his community, like the I Promise School, where he's oh the city for, of Akron. Oh, LeBron. Until the next millennium. Okay, well, whoa. <laughs> that was strong. What? You interrupted me, first of all. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. LeBron James does a lot. He's a good man. He's never cheated on his wife. He does Taco yeah, Tuesday. It's I don't see LeBron James cheating. No, all he cares is shit about is winning and making money and making a name for himself. In school, apparently. Yeah, and I think he just... And being a good dad. He just wants to be a good dad and a good role model. Yeah, he really cares about his legacy, and he wants to be remembered as the good guy and not, like, this piece of shit. And he wants to be remembered as a winner and a competitor. And that's, like, all... It's all you see from him. So anyone who has criticism about him is either a Miami or Cleveland person that's mad that he left and won championships for your city. Mike draw. I don't like him. I think he... I think he might regret... I think he might regret the way that he left Cleveland the first time. 
Well, if he has any regrets whatsoever, I think he might regret that because that was a little arrogant. So I'm taking my talents to South Beach and pretty much screw you, Cleveland. Yeah, but he went back and won a that title was, for him. So, well, right, and and I think if if there would be any misstep on his legacy, that might be it. But you can't really fault him for going to where he had an opportunity to win. Yeah, and the best part was he made a TV show of it, too. <laughs> All right, moving on. Christian Yelich is being moved to left field. Go. Somebody say something. I'm good is that happening? He, yeah. He played left, he's played left field before. When they would bring, out, when they would bring Ryan Braun out on occasion, they would switch him over. He can play the position. Yeah, so Yelich won a gold glove in 2014 playing left field and in his highest fielding percentage of his career at 993, and he had 13 runs saved. Last year, playing in right field, he had a 983 fielding percentage. Not, not too bad, but he had minus three defensive runs saved. So he's significantly career in his career better playing left field. It's just kind of concerning because then, well, the reason they did this, I think, is mainly because Avisel Garcia has a fucking cannon of an arm, so putting him in a right is probably the better option. And Yelich, you can plug him in basically wherever. He's a five-tool player. He can go anywhere and, and succeed. So, what do you think, guys? Yelich, left field. I like it. I'm good with the move. I like it. Killa? Hey, whatever it takes. You're just mad that Seamus interrupted you. Seamus has just been off the rails. <laughs> All night. It's interesting. I agree with him. He was late for our recording. He interrupted me, and he is lying about his baseball watching this year. I mean, I could go on. Well, it sounds like you just went off. Don't you ever call me a liar again, especially on air. You pulled a Jim Crane. Don't do it. They're good radio. With... You pulled a Jim Crane. You you went back <laughs> on your vow to not watch baseball this year, which I was looking forward to holding you to that. But it didn't even make it to the end of the month. True. Can, do, can you just address this real quick? <laughs> We're going back to it. <laughs> you guys are good radio, the two of you. You know that? <laughs> Why is he What's not to talking? address? What's to address? I recanted on my statement. I didn't. I didn't lie. Chris, your word is no longer your bond anymore. Did I ever say it was? <laughs> well, I thought is, it was. Is, is an individual not entitled to be able to change their opinion? I held you to a high standard. <laughs> he did. He talks about how great you are all the time. Yeah, I asked you to be my fucking Valentine on Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and I never even got a response. I didn't respond to any, I wasn't responding to anybody that day. You weren't responding to anybody for like two weeks. He was at the Silver Butcher and I Bowl. were checking up on you like daily. All right, with that, it's time for a new was a dark start. spot in, in Seamus' life there the last couple weeks. He was at the Sibirus. It really was. We'll have to talk about that more. We'll bring. We'll talk about that next show. But I want to move on to a new segment, Five Tool Podcast. Shout out depression. 
It wasn't depression. He was getting his money. All right. It's a new part, a new segment we're, we're doing here. Talk about interrupting, Killa. I know I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> so what? I don't care. <laughs> we're doing a new segment. It's time to shit on the shit posters. And this segment details. So basically, what we do is we go around and we look at the internet and we look at all these assholes who are commenting on baseball-related topics. And we make fun of them and put them on blast on the on our podcast so that when they listen to us, they can get angry and talk more shit on the internet. So, <clears throat> I took a few notes here, and I hope you guys enjoy this. So, and we're going to comment on each one if you're, if you're okay with that. So, in a post on the NL Central Discussion Facebook page about Brock Holt signing with the Brewers, a post by Aram McCallion, on a post by Aram McCallion, a Douglas Scott Brown says, let's let the Chinese open a league in America immediately and let's get some naked chicks in there. What do you guys think? Troll. <laughs> Troll? Hashtag relevance? He, he's talking about the Brock Holt signing. Well, no. How is that relevant? Well, he wants to get some naked chicks in there. Do you guys agree or not? Okay. I'm all for naked chicks. I'm, all right. I'm not going to say no to that. Black Josh approves. Kill a Kyle. <laughs> what about the Chinese? He's a troll. He's a troll. Definitely. Well, this is this is falling like a like a lead lead balloon. All right, in a post about the Cubs' new TV deal by Jeff Jarf Larson, he says, "I set my DVR up to record The Biggest Loser, and all it does is record all the Brewers games." <laughs> 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 I don't agree, but I think it's hilarious. That's pretty good. Isn't it? <laughs> what do you guys think? A for creativity. Yeah, it's pretty funny, isn't it? <laughs> but he's still a douchebag. Yeah, Jarf Larson, we hate you. You're the worst. Agree. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> I set my DVR up to catch a predator, and all I see is Jarf Larson, so. Alright, next. In a post about you, Darvish, in his comments about the Astros, uh, Mike Kaldenberg says, You is a bum. He should have his entire MLB career stripped and have to give back all the money he has stolen from the Cubs. Come Sounds on. like a Cubs homer. It's lame. That was a lame that comment. Was funny. That was funny. I thought it was funny. Meh. Whatever. Alright. Moving on. Next one. In a post about George Brett on MLB Trash Talkers, there was a post about the Missouri DMV waiving George Brett's eyesight test, his driving test, saying if he can hit 350, we figured he can see. So they didn't make him do his eye test for his driver's license because they figured if he can hit 350 in a season that he can see. Now, in the comments section on that post, a Michael Sarconi said... Best shit your pants story of all time. So he was referring to a story about George Brett shitting his pants. And I had to do some, some digging on this one because I wanted to see what the story entailed. And I found a transcript from a spring training game where uh, George Brett was talking to a minor league player. And he told this story, and I quote, I shit my pants last night. I did. Went out and had a great meal. Just a great fucking meal. 
I had to go to the bathroom <laughs> so bad in the car. I'm gonna, I'm gonna travel. Hurry up! I got to shit, and I had just shit my fucking pants. I'm good uh, twice a year for that. When was the last time you shit your pants? Been a while? And then the guy says, yeah, it's been a while. And George Brett continues, I was in Vegas a couple of years ago. This is an honest-to-God true story. Staying at the Bellagio and went over to the Mirage for dinner and met some friends of mine over there. Went to Kokomo's. Great little steakhouse. The guy brings out some fresh crab legs and says, These came in. I gotta give them to you guys. Brings me a set, and I'm eating them. Then we go play, you know, gamble a little bit. Had a tea time early in the morning. So I said... Look, I gotta get going. Now I'm walking back to the hotel and I get three quarters of the way out of the lobby and all of a sudden I go, aw, fuck. And I'm standing there like this. I got my butt pinched like this. So fucking, I'm fucked. I can't move. All of a sudden, you know, it felt all right. I just went like this and he makes the sound of opening floodgates. Shh. I had food poisoning from the crabs. I take off my leather jacket, tie it around my waist and I'm just standing there and it's just running down my leg. I got jeans on. <laughs> I got jeans on. Black bucks, no socks. And I just start fucking walking. <laughs> and every time I walk, something's coming out. It's water. Just straight fucking water. Then, to show you how sick I was, then I'm standing outside and make a call on my cell phone. I call a guy from Hobart Plasma Cutter Reviews. I say, Larry, you're not going to believe this. I'm standing outside the lobby of the Bellagio. I can't move. I got shit everywhere. I just shit all over myself. And Larry's about a 48-inch waist, so he brings me over a pair of pants and some towels. And he comes over and meets me. I tell him where I'm standing. He finds the closest bathroom. When you go up the escalator and go up the fucking... I, I, I can't get in the fucking elevator. It's 12 o'clock at night. He goes in and finds the closest bathroom in the lobby of the hotel. And then I get in the escalator, elevator, and he pretends like he dropped something so no one gets behind me. He tells me where it is and he goes in there. Goes and gets the towel all wet for me. Throws it over the fucking stall. I take off my fucking clothes. Just wipe off. Leave my shoes, my pants, everything right there in the bathroom. Just towels right there in the stall. And I'm walking barefoot with my shirt and my pants that are a 48-inch waist through the lobby like this at midnight. And got up in the morning and took the most perfect double-tapered shit I've ever had in my life. True story. Now, who's pitching the game? So that was a quote from a joke. That's a quote from a George Brett story about shitting his pants. Wow! <laughs> Pretty great, huh? Um, <laughs> you know what's, <laughs> you know what's ironic about this is I, I am one of these guys on um, Felipe Carvejo's Facebook page. I write stupid comments like this, so I appreciate both sides. Oh yeah, I think it's fun. Um, I actually want to tell a story about myself shitting my pants, and I hope you guys have stories oh, as well. Oh, please do! <laughs> so, I was probably 16 years old, and I was walking home with my friend and his girlfriend. We were going to go take waterfalls in the basement at my house. If you guys don't know what a waterfall is, it's similar to a gravity bong. Anyways, but it's about Halloween time, and I like to smash pumpkins and cause, you know, treachery in my, in my neighborhood that I grew up in. So as I'm walking home, I stop. I'm, I'm smashing pumpkins. I get to this one house where there's this redneck that lives there, and he's always got a fucking problem with me. And he's always starting shit with me. He's always trying to get me off his lawn when I'm cutting through the yard and stuff. This is in Hartford, Wisconsin. And I go to pick up a pumpkin. And I pick it up, raise it over my head. And all I hear is, hey, pumpkin fucker! And I, I freeze. 
and I shit my pants because I was so startled, drop the pumpkin, and this guy starts chasing me down the street, and there's just shit dripping down my leg as I'm running through yards, through the street. It's the middle of the night. My friends, I tell them, I'm just like, go, 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 meet me at the house, meet me at the house. And, and I get home. They're sitting in the basement. They're like, what happened? What happened? I'm like, man, I just shit all over myself. I'll be right back. I got to take a shower. I do that. I come back. They're making out. And I just left them alone for the rest of the night. And I went to bed. I was so embarrassed. So I, anybody else got any shit, shitty stories? Not that I can think of right now. No. Yeah, I, um... Of course you do, Kyle. <laughs> well, I, I, um... It's <laughs> kind of funny. I, I changed the, the worst, shittiest diaper of my life uh, last night, actually. My kids... I had this ginormous shit, and it went above his peni. <laughs> I mean, it was literally, it started at the top of the peni all the way around to the top of the crack. I've never seen anything like it. I went through a half a bag of wipes just to make it respectable. I would have been getting a bath at that point. Well, he did. He did get a bath like an hour later, but you know, there's a routine to all this. You can't interrupt the routine. But that was uh, that was a shitty job at the time. Call me on the spot. I don't have a good shit story right now. I will be back next week for shit stories. No, I wanted, oh, yeah. I wanted to get into Pete Rose tonight, but that's definitely a story we can bring up another time because it's, it's something we got to go in depth with because a lot of people are going around saying, hey, Pete Rose needs to be in the Hall of Fame now that with this Astro scandal and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, maybe he should as a baseball player, but as a man, I don't really think he's that good of a guy, and we'll get into that at some other point. But that brings us to, I didn't get to do this last week, so I want to do it tonight. My number eight... Greatest Brewers player of all time. Now, I want to point out, I didn't do this in my, my list of players who almost made the cut. Hank Aaron's not going to be on this list, okay? I just want to give you guys that right now. Because Hank Aaron was a great Milwaukee player. He was a great Milwaukee Braves player. He broke a bunch of records in a Brewers uniform, of course. But he doesn't really count. He was a Brave. So... Yeah, he was a brave. Just throwing that out there. So, number eight, and I'm going to see if you guys can guess. Um, just with a couple stats. So, this guy is number two on the Brewers' career strikeout record. Anyone got a guess? What is the question? Number two on the Brewers' most strikeouts of all time pitching. Jose Hernandez. No. Oh, pitchers. Yeah. Hmm. I don't. I got nothing. Seamus. Uh. Teddy Aguera. Nope. How about this? It's not Ben Sheets, is it? Yep. Ben Sheets is number eight on my greatest wow. of all time list. Yeah. What? Yep. So Ben Sheets, four-time All-Star. 
He had a 23.2 career wins above replacement, a career 378 ERA. Um, he had 1,325 total strikeouts, but with the Brewers, he had 1,206. Yalvani Gallardo passed him up at 1,226. So, I mean, Ben Sheets was, you know, 20 shy of tying and or continuing to have the record. Um, so, yeah, he's a four-time All-Star. He was eighth in the Cy Young voting in 2004. Um, he won a gold medal in the 2000 Summer Olympic Games. Yes, he did, but that wasn't the Brewers. Right, but that's pretty fucking amazing. There's not many, you know, pitchers out there who won Olympic medals for anything. Um, in, in that, in, in the, I'm sorry, in the Olympics, he gave up no walks and struck out five in a 4-0 complete game shutout in the Olympics, so that's pretty incredible. Um, in 2004, he struck out 18 batters in a game. I'm sure you guys all remember that game. May 16th, shattered, yep. shattered the franchise record set by Moose Haas. Um, in 2004, he also had a strikeout-to-walk record of 8-1. to one. It was the best in the major leagues that year. He only gave up 32 walks in 2004, the entire season. Played a complete season. Um, he started the 2007 season by throwing a complete game two-header against the Dodgers. All kinds of things about Ben Sheets and why... He's an incredible player, so I'll do a couple more. Um, in 2004, he had a 2.70 ERA. 2007-382. 2008-309. time All-Star. What do you guys think? Ben Sheets, eighth of all time. Greatest Brewers. I'm okay with it. It, it works for me. Killa? You've earned yourself another week here. All right. Still not dead. Uh, I don't know if I... We'll put Ben Sheets on a top ten brewer list. What pick? He didn't, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. We didn't win with him. We didn't win with Jeff Jenkins, and we didn't either. And you said you were cool with him. You're right. You're right. We went Damn to the playoffs in 2008. Ben Sheets was fun to watch every five days. He, he, we went to the playoffs in 08 with him, and he had a 309 ERA, a 13-9 and record that year. Only gave up 17 I got, dingers. I, you, you got me. So, I, yeah, it's It's shit. tough. I'm, I'm with you. It was tough. But upon looking at his stats, they were actually better than what I thought I would be seeing. To be honest, he only really had one, two, three, four, five great seasons in his career. You know what it is? Sorry. Go on. I I I expected so much more from Ben Sheets. I he when he after he won that gold medal, like they he was the man. Like they hyped him up, the Brewers organization did. And we thought that we had a generational talent with Ben Sheets. At least that's what I thought. And he was good. But he wasn't great, and he. There were so many games that he did not look good, and I, I don't know. I, I I just don't know how to feel about him and his career in Milwaukee. And he and he had a lineup that gave him better run support. His numbers would look a lot different. Very true. Very true. I actually agree with that. I mean, and that's just in the win loss column. And Kyle, you alluded to this. He's good. He wasn't great, but I think you could argue his 2008 and his 2004 years were borderline great. 2004 was great. 
It was. Uh, 12 and 14 record, yeah, that's nothing to, to shine on, but 270 ERA for any pitcher to pitch a complete season. 237 innings to get a 270 ERA, that's great. 32 walks, that's great. 264 strikeouts is actually, I, I believe that's the most by a Brewers pitcher in a season ever. Actually, yeah, I did see that. It is the most a Brewers pitcher's ever had. So at least in that one year, he was great. But yeah, I agree. He wasn't the best pitcher the Brewers have ever had, but for a short period of time, he was—he looked like he could become a legend, you know. And honestly, yeah. if you look at the Brewers' history, set ten, nine, and eight, we're not looking at the—we're not looking at Hall of Famers here. That's just the sad Brewers' history is that we don't have that many legendary players that have come through here. Agreed. Oh yeah, yeah. It's hard to say, but that's sad. I mean, we're a huge market here in Milwaukee, but we just <laughs> can't wrangle them up, you know. <laughs> so yeah, just to do a rundown: number ten was Pete Vukovic, number nine Jeff Jenkins, number eight Ben Sheets. We'll be moving on to number seven next week. Um, let's see if that's a Hall of Famer. If even if even this guy is, I think Sheamus is a Hall of Famer. Of lies. Number yeah, number seven might be. <laughs> I'm sorry, number seven might be a Hall of Famer. We've actually yeah, I won't tell. I won't tell. Seamus, do you have any rebuttals to Kyle quick before we finish up? He's pushing. <laughs> pushing what? Pushing what? Poop. Your Please. limits. <laughs> All right. So next. On Saturday, we're going to have uh, Eric Agnew from the Miller Park Minute. This is probably my favorite. This is probably my favorite show we've ever done. Just saying, I'm just going to throw that out there now. I know it sounded like a complete mess, but we gave you pure gold today. We'll be back on Saturday with Eric Agnew. Uh, big shout out to Mike Wicked from Mike Wicked Podcast. Big shout out to Paul Sipe. Big shout out to uh, Bob and Brian. We love you. Just kidding. <laughs> No, we don't. No, we hate you. Please get off the radio. Nobody listens to them. You know when they do we, this, yeah, we, their news with that stupid paper flipping shit that they do? God, they're annoying. Yeah, nobody listens to them. Shout out Ted Perry, though. Yeah, Ted, you're the man. We love you. Ted Perry is a Milwaukee legend in newscasting, and they're going to build a statue outside of Fox 6 for Ted Perry. I love Ted Perry too. All right, whatever. We love you. Five Two Podcast. <laughs> this is the best show we've ever done. This is as good as it gets. We love you. And with that, don't widen the plate. Yeah. What is that noise? Sounds like a car. Sounds like a toilet. I got. We're out. <laughs>